Welcome to The Backpack, a podcast from Christ Community Church in Shelbyville, Kentucky. On The Backpack, we want to prepare you for the journey outside where following Jesus meets real life. Hey, welcome to The Backpack. My name is DJ. I'm one of your hosts, and thanks for joining us for another trail mix segment here on The Backpack, where we take bite-sized pieces of content to energize you, to uh, keep you going, help you out in your walk with Jesus throughout the week. Glad you've come back to join us for number five in our series on spiritual disciplines as we, we kind of bring things together, put a bow on it, and talk about journaling. And because it's our last in the spiritual discipline series, we figured we got we to gotta make it big. And so I've got my co-host Daniel here with me. Uh, Daniel, how's it going? I'm doing all right. I, I, I see a bunch of trail mix and I see no checks mix. <laughs> yes. Your horizons are about to be broadened tonight. Just give me the less nasty one. <laughs> it's amazing. So, I mean, I'll. this is Blake over here. I'll just introduce myself. I'm ready. He's after ready five to go, I, ladies and after gentlemen. After five episodes, you need no introduction. That's gr- well, I don't know about that, but here's what's amazing. So, Caitlin, my wife, uh, she had ordered trail mix from Costco uh, and if you have been a faithful listener of this podcast, you'll know that way back on the first trail mix episode, uh, DJ made reference to his trail mix from Costco. And he said, and I quote, there are no sunflower seeds in trail mix from Costco. And so days later, this trail mix comes in, we order our Costco stuff. It's mailed to our house. It's amazing. And sure enough, there's trail mix in there. And I open it up and there are three varieties. And one of them, the sweet and salty mix has sunflower seeds in it. So um, here's what I'm going to do. I've got three bags of trail mix. So I just really wanted to annoy everyone who listened to this episode and let them hear us eating trail mix while we talk on a podcast. That's, that's, amazing thing number one uh but amazing thing number two is um i've got three varieties we're each going to eat one and at the end i want to hear how you would make your bag of trail mix better so and make this it is, better yeah this is just throw it away this is just <laughs> this is just uh dubious for for daniel here who some for some reason likes Chex Mix and not Trail Mix so uh dj gets the sweet and salty with the sunflower seeds all right um and unless people believe I'm a fraud, yeah. I would like to point out that this trail mix I am holding might have been sold to you by Costco, but it was not made by Costco Whatever. as the trail mix I was referencing. Technicalities, was. So, technicalities, still right. My favorite of the of the combo has been the all energy mix, and so I'm going to give my favorite to Danny. I'm going to win him to trail mix tonight with the all energy mix, and I'm going to be uh, enjoying the raisin almond cashew mix. So, well, there are no peanuts and or not. No, there's peanuts in it. Uh, there are no M&Ms in this one. So I, having no chocolate might be a plus for me. There you go. Mine's gluten free, says the bag. So I think everything's gluten free nowadays. Hey, this, this, first, this first handful is like 80 percent raisin. So gross. it's right up your alley. That here. is gross. What are we actually talking about tonight? We are not talking about trail mix. What is this dried orange thing? It is a mango. OK. And it's amazing. <laughs> Give it up for the mangoes. Not bad. Journaling. Let's talk about journaling. So I know I'm excited to have this conversation because as we've been, we've started into our plus one series. You you might remember a few weeks ago on a Sunday, 
Um, we were called in Blake's sermon to, to explore a spiritual discipline that we have not taken on before and, and step out and take that and incorporate it into our lives and our walk with Jesus. And for me, that's journaling. So as I was listening to the sermon that morning, I reflected on the fact that I have been a, a big note taker when I listen to sermons um, for, for many years. That was a practice I started probably six, seven years ago. And it's really helped me in terms of processing information, retaining it, having something to look back and reflect on. So I'm, I'm always taking notes. And I'm keeping those notes electronically um, to be able to reflect on later on. So that's helped me in processing sermons. And as I'm sitting here taking notes on Blake's sermon, and he talks about journaling, I'm thinking... Journaling would basically be applying what I'm doing, and I found helpful to, in sermons to my reading of the Bible, to mm. my prayer life. Like, what would happen if I took something that was helpful in one area and applied it to another? So that's got me excited to kind of pick up journaling and apply those same principles. So I'm I'm really excited to hear if you're like me and just setting out on this journey. What do I need to know? Where do I start? So I have really grown to love journaling because in a world that's growing in technology, like everything is technology. I mean, you can even journal digitally. I don't, but I mean, you can even, but in a world that is growing in technology, this discipline will be frustratingly slow, like frustratingly, like it slows you down. I mean, you can, you can read God's word on the Bible app. Uh, there's apps for prayer. Uh, you can say a 10 second prayer, you know, you can like, it's, it's automatic. Scripture memory is all about accomplishment and, you know, I mean, it's not all about that, but so often, right? It's just, you know, knock it out, knock it out, knock it out. Um, but this one is going to slow you down. Um, you really do that. And, and the slowdown, what's so cool about that is it gives space for your heart and your mind to connect. So in the sermon, we actually talked about how this discipline really combines those two uh, core elements of the word and God and prayer. It really calls those two things together in a way that the other disciplines don't. So those are kind of some of the baseline things that, that come to mind when I think about journaling. And, you know, as I reflect on what you're saying in your story, it's like uh, a lot of us have come to enjoy the slowdown that Sunday morning provides for us. Like it quote unquote gets us out of the rat race for just a little bit. And it's that note taking note taking that happens there accompanies that. So the excitement that I have for you is, man, how does that start to change your life as you incorporate that into the day to day. So this, this is crazy. And Daniel can attest to this because we were just in community group together having this conversation and we were talking about spiritual disciplines. And, you know, I said, one of the things that, one of the ways I think I've been really good and, and I've been strong in practicing disciplines is like, I, I heard advice probably 10 years ago from a pastor saying, you know, talk about filling in the corners, right? Taking those little bits of life where it's time that, you know, doesn't seem like much, but it could be wasted and doing something intentional with it. So you got five minutes sitting on the bus, crack open your phone and, and read a, a few Bible verses, you know, things like that. So I think, I think I've been good in my habits in terms of like taking little short snippets mm -hmm. of discipline. Yeah. I'm really not good at intentional, slow, quiet. And I said, you know, tonight in group, like, I really want to get better at that because I feel like that's, that's a way to cultivate space for God to speak. And, and it's a way for me to kind of slow my life down and be listening instead of just rushing from one thing to another. And so half an hour later, I'm excited about journaling and you're sitting here telling me it's a great way to practice slowness. And it's almost like there is a providential sovereign God who's Shoot, in control come on, of man. everything. So that's kind of cool. Right? Mic drop. Don't, little, don't actually Is do it that. too early for a red M&M? That is, that is a red. Have you, 
Has anybody found a red M&M yet? I've got like 20 in here, but that first handful was all raisins. That's so amazing. We'll get there eventually. Okay. We'll save something for the end. Well, I mean, you've just given us a red M&M, and we can, we can eat it and enjoy that, because that's a really, it's a really good one. It's neat to see the Lord you know, just going ahead of us in those things. Yeah. So Daniel, I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn the question back at you. So, um, this is not us, how the script works. I know, but it's great. I, I'm I, all kinds of crazy curveballs. I'm handing out trail mix and asking questions. So tell us about what the discipline of journal journaling has looked like in your life. Um, and, and has it been something that you've utilized to grow in your walk with Jesus or, or has it just kind of been a thing? It's been tough. If I'm being honest, when I was younger and, you know, first came to Christ, I came to Christ when I was nine years old and I used journaling very early on in my life as kind of a dump out of all my emotions and thoughts, uh, confessions and just deep brooding teenage angst mixed with, you know, spiritual growth and learning. And then as an adult, everything changed and I don't, I can't, really explain it. And so I struggle with it. I I can see just from when we moved this last time into our apartment, we packed up all of our books and I could count six, seven journals that I've bought myself with the intention of filling it up with deep insights and learnings from the time that I've spent in God's word. And it's not that I'm not in God's word, but I struggle with the idea of sitting down and putting pen to paper anymore. I don't know if it's because I don't want to slow down to your previous point, or if I'm not sure what to write down, you know, is, is it literally anything that comes to my mind? But at the end of the day, if, if you describe my journaling life in one word, it's inconsistent. Mm. And so, you know, when I think about how it helps with my walk with Jesus you know, because it's so inconsistent, it has shown me a couple of things. It has shown me potentially a lack of patience, but ironically, when I read through those first three or four pages that I do fill out before I trail off, I see growth in where I was when I first started. Mm. And so I don't know why I don't keep it up because I can see change mm. when I look at pages one and two. Man, that's that's interesting insight and and so good. And I think I think your story is really relatable. I, I know um, I can find some some points of connection in the story. You know, journaling, I think, in our society is kind of like a teen girl thing to do. But you're right. When whenever you you know if, you, if you're involved in the church, you're probably going to hear somebody talk about that along the way. Uh, I was like you. I've probably got a, a ton of unfinished journals. I found myself oftentimes I was almost at the other end of the spectrum a lot of times. So I would turn to to my journal when I was really burdened with sin, uh, and it almost became like my confessional. And so I would just I would just dump myself out emotionally on these pages because I didn't know how to do that with any. I mean, I was a I was a guy. And I was a teen guy, right? So, um, so I would I would do that. I I pray sometimes still today that these journals aren't found. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, God, I don't want to be dead, and somebody find these journals or you know whatever, like burn them. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think that's helpful either. But um, but because of that process, I came to the ironically, I came to the same conclusion that you did. I kind of walked away from journaling for a long time because it just felt immature. It just it, it felt like okay, well it's just this emotional dump or it's, you know, I'm not doing it consistently. And and then I'll be honest, like the Lord just kind of interrupted my life with these things called here journals that, um, Robbie Gallaty and, uh, replicate ministries. That was, that was where I learned about that. I'm not, I don't know who there's nothing new under the sun. Right. Um, but, but that was kind of a turning point in my walk with Christ. And, um, what I've, what I often tell people is, 
journaling now keeps me from becoming a fat sheep. I love the idea of a fat sheep. So can, can you expand upon that? Cause I know you can't see us listeners, but me and DJ both looked at him very concerned. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit confused. Fat sheep, fat sheep. So, uh, there is nothing worse than a fat sheep. Uh, fat sheep don't reproduce fat sheep typically get sick easier. And what I liken that to in our spiritual walk is, man, sometimes there's these sheep. They look really great to most people because they do everything that they're supposed to do. They always go to church. They're always in community group. Um, these are, ironically, these are the people that sometimes say, I'm just going to go where I can get fed. Right. <laughs> like, mm. uh, and so we become these sheep that like we take in, we take in, we take in, we take in, but we never send anything back out. Right. Like we never, we never exercise. We never produce. We never get out in the pasture and we become fat sheep. And so journaling has become this process where, um, I am forced through these here journals to not only write about what God is feeding me with through his word, but then to turn that around and think about how I apply it in my life. Like, okay, Lord, like you've told me this, why, and what do you want me to do? Mm. And how am I supposed to respond to this Lord? And so all of a sudden a day that, you know, it's just a normal Wednesday turns into a day where I've got this little mini mission that I feel completely compelled to live out because of what God has told me in his word that day. And let's circle that all the way back to our very first trail mix discipline segment on reading scripture, right? We talked about one of the struggles being, what about when it feels like God's quiet? Like Mm -hmm. if I'm, if I'm listening, if I'm having to write out what I'm taking in, that is a practice that's going to help me more readily hear what is God saying? Not just in this text about himself and about me, but to me, where, where's the application in this? It's, it's like being ready for that process to begin. Yep. Yep. Again, tying it all together. That's why I talk about it being something that slows us down because, you know, the other reality, nine days out of 10, isn't like, Ooh, I read this chapter and I know exactly what the highlight is and what the Lord's saying and what I need to do. It, it becomes this process of dwelling in the scripture of, you know, sitting, um, quietly before the Lord and saying, okay, Lord, I, I see this and I see where you're going, but, but what, Yeah. what tell me, Lord, you know, spirit, be specific with me. Yeah. So that, that's really incredible to, yeah, that's to helpful. That, that flesh out. So let's, let's talk roadblocks. We always try to talk in these segments about, you know, what are the roadblocks that are out there? How do I overcome them? So I'm, I'm the old guy in the room. So I, hopefully teenage angst is not something that I've got to deal with in the journaling <laughs> process. Um, Emo let, DJ. Let's hope. <laughs> what else is out there that that's going to trip me up as I start to, to do this? Yeah. Well, I think, <laughs> not teenage angst. I get it. But I do think there can be a roadblock of like, what do I, what do I write? What am I doing? Yeah. And that's where these here journals were really helpful for me because they give a structure, um, to begin to think about, but they, it provides a freedom. So if I can, let me just kind of walk through what that here journal is, what that looks like. I think that's really helpful. Yeah, so, go ahead. Uh, it's the, the H is for highlight and, and so whatever the passage of scripture is that you've, that you just set, you know, set out to read, um, you pray before you read, right? So, so here we go. Kind of got that mix. Hey, Lord, I want you to highlight for me, you know, the verse, the passage, the thought, the, the phrase that, that you want me to be listening to today. Right. Um, and so it could be one verse, it could be a word, it could be a theme, but, but the highlight is simply, I mean, it's like one line of like, here's what the Lord is highlighting in this passage to me. So now that you've got that highlight, then you move into 
the E or the explanation, explaining the passage. So this can take on like this can take on a ton. So in some cases, it may be um, I'm going to write down like what I know about the passage contextually, like who wrote it, um, what what kind of passage is this, what who's it written to. Uh, and as you're writing those things, right, you're you're um, growing in your ability to think about, to understand what it is that God might be saying to you because you're thinking about what God was using that passage to say in its original context. Um, but you're also, not just con- context, but you're also explaining what what does this mean? What, what does this phrase, this verse mean? You're explaining it. And so sometimes that's short and simple uh, and direct. And other times I've had mornings where this takes me on this 20... 20- I, I was journaling on the angel of death this week. Um, it was just something that the Lord really highlighted for me. And we went on like a 20, 30 minute journey through several commentaries of like, all right, what is, and why are you highlighting the angel of death for me, Lord? Uh, and it was really neat to see what the Lord was doing with that. Um, so, so you got the explanation and then application, right? This is okay. Now that I got has pointed this out and, and I'm thinking about the, you know, explaining what this passage means, what am I supposed to do? what is the application for me? Sometimes that comes directly from the passage. Like sometimes it's really clear, like there's a a command from the Lord in scripture, or that's even the verse that he highlighted. And it's like, okay, I got it. Check, you know, love my neighbor or or whatever it is. Um, Other times it's more nuanced and and it requires a little more prayer and leaning into the spirit. Or, um, you know, it may be one principle that you see, you know, okay, it's, it's love my neighbor. Okay, but love my neighbor how? Who then is my neighbor? Who who is my neighbor? Like who like specifically, Lord, like what do you want me to do? And I want to write about that and spend some time really thinking about that. And then the part that I'm growing to love more and more, the R is response. So after you've, you know, after the Lord has shown you something, highlighted something, and and you've taken the time to understand it and apply it and think about how you're gonna apply it that day in your life, what's your response to the Lord? And this becomes really interesting because this is where your emotions, you know, you, you kind of get back to that team journaling a little bit more, right? It's like, what are my emotions as I, uh, w- like, what is my response to the Lord? So some days it's gratitude because it's like, man, I was super down and I came to the word and he highlighted a verse of victory and, and passion. Other times it's very, like what he says is very challenging and burdening. And you're like, whoa, like it's a, it's a response of humility. Woe is me. Um, I've had other days where I've just written down lyrics of songs, like, because my response is like, whoa, this is like, this song is now on repeat in my head. And it's reminding me of what the Lord showed me in scripture today. And and so I just write down the lyrics of the song. Worship yeah. guy approves of that, by the way. Worship guy approves of that. Um, um, so, you know, but that response then, you know, your response to the Lord in journaling is going to be incredibly different. If you've gone through the H and the E and the A. Yeah. But I think so often what we do in journaling is we just skip to the R. We just skip to what we what we feel. Yep. And um, when we allow the word and the spirit and prayer to shape our response to the Lord, it becomes incredible to see how he's sculpting your soul inside of that process. Right. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? And it's it's right there on paper. Yep. So that's you watch that's, it happen. Yeah, like you watch it happen as you write, and you're like, I don't even believe this is happening. And so it's a cool reflection of what God is doing internally in us as He's molding and shaping our hearts, our desires, our wills, our affections, all those things. And 
it's a record that you can look back on next month when, when you've had a crappy day and you feel the weight of suffering or loss or pain or confusion or hopelessness or whatever that is. And you can look back and see, you know, much like we find throughout the old Testament, which is, you know, remember when the Lord, your God delivered your ancestors out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And I can say, remember when my savior last month worked in my heart and brought me to hope and life. And, and we have that same ability then to fix my eyes off of my crappy day and onto my good savior. Mm -hmm. That is so good. Eliminates the ability for those sweeping statements of all things are bad because you have proof that things are not all bad. Right. Mm. It keeps you from doing what, what the Israelites in the old Testament often did where it was like, Oh God, you should have just let us die in Egypt. It's terrible all the time. And I think (laughs) I never do that. Oh, <laughs> okay, so give me off the hook a little bit here, Daniel. <laughs> but but you know what's interesting is you know listening to Blake explain that that here process that template takes you out of the equation. When I look back at you know how I used to journal, I tried to inject myself into what God was trying to telling tell me instead. This method will allow God to inject you, right, and and fuel you and drive you instead of you trying to drive something from it, right, and force force God to fit in what you're feeling, and then allowing yourself to feel what God wants you to feel. Two very different things, and it changes journaling from a sign of you. You mentioned the term immaturity to significant maturity. Mm, yeah. It's almost like the difference between eating Chex Mix and Trail Mix. We're not going to go there. We're not going <laughs> to go there. We already did. Can we put a on our one of our social media sites some type of a a poll on who likes Trail Mix more versus Chex Mix? Because I'd there's like a, to think that CCC. Huh? So there's a backpack Twitter. It would totally be appropriate. It to sounds poll. like a great idea. When you're listening to this, there will be a poll up. Go to at the backpack pod on Twitter and let us know. Chex Mix, Trail Mix. Do you think Daniel's right, or do you agree that Daniel's wrong? <laughs> we <laughs> agree that Daniel's wrong. That's all. I feel like I'm being set up for failure. <laughs> we're, we're I know what my first journal is. Just go journal about it. <laughs> Uh, I hate everyone. Well, you've you've kind of uh, already tipped your uh, your hand on the resources, so let's let's hit those again. And is there anything else out there that would be helpful to us as we start this endeavor? Yeah. So, if you uh, this is a little bit of a cheat, but if you Google here journal replicate, um, that's going to both pull up a blog post that explains this process a little bit more, and we'll link that in the notes. But it, you also. Um, anything, anything replicate, like there's a book called replicate. And, uh, it's, that's actually about a discipleship process that, that we'll maybe talk about it some other time on the podcast, but, um, it's kind of central to that is this journaling process. And they've, they've done such a great job. Uh, Chris Swain, Robbie Gallaty, who of, of kind of, you know, fine tuning this process. So totally recommend that if you're at Christ community, uh, or even if you're not, you can go to loveshellyville.com slash discipleship. And um, some of those resources for journaling are also uh, on that page as well. Um, so those are those are two that I would point to. And I, I feel like I need to at least come back and, and circle back and apologize because what you're saying, um, Daniel, is like that's a, that's a really good mind shift that journaling, when we do it this way, really helps 
to allow God to inject us with truth and with what he wants for our lives as opposed to just living so self-centered. So that is a red M&M. There, and there is a real red M&M. Or is that a Skittle? I haven't actually eaten it. But fat it, M&M. If there's Skittles in this trail mix, then you're fired. Oh, man. So that These so, are generic M&Ms. There's not even an M on it. There's not a letter at all. The point is, it's a metaphorical red. That is, that is the series on spiritual disciplines, right? That we is have it. got a red M&M. And I, I hope for you who are listening to the podcast, it has it has been as much of a red M&M as it has been for me to think through these things. This is the last entry in our Spiritual Disciplines mini-series. It's not the end of Trail Mix. There's so many more things. There's raisins, peanuts, sunflowers, cashews, almonds. Who knows what we might find in the bag? There are far more varieties of trail mix than i realized yeah. we've we've got to go back though I, I i promise the people we've got to we've got to do this one thing you would add to your trail mix to make it better uh cashews cashews are like mm. the crown jewel of nuts so okay. you've got some in your bag i, I would i would put jealous of, of my here. cashews just I a hear bit you. yep did we win you over daniel yeah <sighs> It's not bad. Okay. Okay. It's not bad. This version is not bad because I'm not a fan of mixing the chocolate in the way that so many people are. Okay. So this one doesn't have that. Okay. The one thing I would add is a little bit more salty. Okay. Do you know those plantain chips? Mm. Some good plantain chips to go with the sweet banana chips and the would be a real winner. Yeah. We need to get you down to Honduras with our partners in there. Fresh plantains. So good. I love plantains so so much. (laughs) Oh, man. Get him a couple more bags of trail mix, and he'll be answering the poll the right way, too. Oh, there we go. We to a full 100%. Okay, I'm in. Let's do this. That's our new mission. Well, thanks for your time tonight, guys. This whole series has been uh, been a lot of fun and really helpful. Um, And so, Christ Community and those of you who are out there listening to us, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Trail Mix. Grab your backpack, and we'll see you on the trail. Thanks for listening to The Backpack, a production of Christ Community Church. The Backpack is hosted by DJ Williams, Daniel Bright, and Josiah Ward. You can learn more about Christ Community Church at loveshelbyville.com.